When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't go out. I'm sick. Boo, you whore. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Outgoing Without Going Out. I'm Lexi. And I'm the only Fuller sister here today. So Gabby is with Justin at his hometown. They're visiting Justin's family and with traveling and everything. And I'm going to be out of town next week at some point. So we figured I would do a little solo episode. And I'm actually going to be answering your advice questions. But before we get into that, you guys know the drill. Let's do the intro. Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness? This week went really fast and I feel like a lot happened, but at the same time, not a lot happened, if that makes sense. I had a 12-hour day on Monday, so I had three patients and I was at school for literally 12 hours. So that was like not the most fun thing ever. But everything went well, so I cannot complain there. It has been, I'm going to be that annoying person. I saw the Squid Games meme that was like, your next task is to not complain about how dark it is at 5 p.m. for the next couple months. But it is so dark outside. It just makes me want to do nothing other than put the fireplace on, put on a Christmas movie, and just sleep on the couch and do nothing. But unfortunately, that is not what I did and I'm not able to do for a while now, but Tuesday morning, I had a virtual interview, which was really exciting. It was at 7.30 a.m. though, and I just think that is so early in the morning. It was barely light outside to have a virtual interview, but I guess that's what they make overhead lights for, and I think it went well, and then in the afternoon that day, I did a CPE, which is like a clinical practical exam, and that went well as well, and then Wednesday was a mental health day so how that works is we get two mental health days per semester for school and basically you can take them off no questions asked and just like have the day for whatever you need so I did just that and it actually ended up being a day full of somewhat stress but also excitement um Sean got a job a potential job offer and it may start early on in December. So we were just kind of like figuring out what was going on. We originally thought it would be in January and he got a message saying, actually they might move it up and it might start in December. So figuring out how we're gonna move him to said location and figure out housing for both of us now and like just a whole whirlwind, but exciting things are coming. I had a virtual social for a different interview program today for residency. So that was super exciting. And I also had another nose job appointment. So if you guys don't know, Gabby and I both have trouble breathing and we also just are not the biggest fans of the aesthetics of our nose. And so I went and found out the cartilage inside my nose is basically closed, which is why I cannot breathe out of it. But the good news is, is they don't have to break my nose to fix that or even the cosmetic things that I don't like. So it would just be like a cartilage surgery basically and insurance would cover most of it. Long story short, I was gonna get it done this December after classes ended and clinic ended for the holiday season, 
but they are booked out and Sean moving potentially and all of this craziness with the holidays. I decided I'm going to push it off and maybe do it in March. Um, there's still some moving pieces that we have to figure out, but had another appointment for that and sort of figured everything out. I brought Sean with me so he was able to meet the whole surgery team and whatnot, but that was really good. And other than that, it's Friday night. I'm having a me night. Sean is working. After I record this episode, I'm going to turn on the fireplace and I'm currently restarting You Season 1. I don't know if that's what I'm going to continue to watch the rest of the evening, but after finishing Season 3, I just needed more, and I wanted to rewatch all three seasons from the beginning. So that might be the plan. I love that Season 1 is set in New York City, and for some reason, the fall time just puts me in the mood for all things New York City. So I figured, perfect, let's just restart from Season 1. Glen Coco, fall for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. So my win of the week this week, I'm actually just really proud of myself, I guess, for getting to the point where I'm doing these virtual residency interviews. It literally feels like yesterday that I was starting dental school and I was miserable and I was stressed out and my mental health was at an all-time low. And I'm just really happy that I'm at the point where I'm interviewing for residencies and this career is actually, you know, coming true, as cliche as it sounds. I'm just, it's crazy. It flew by. But it also did not, and it still feels like we have such a long way to go. But just looking at my countdown, I have exactly five months and 23 days left until I graduate. So we find out what residency program we're going to be in in July, or not July, we start in July, in January. And it just seems like time is literally flying by. And honestly, right now, with Sean potentially leaving in a couple weeks, I just need it to slow down. But my win of the week is that... I'm interviewing for residencies, big things are happening, and I'm just, you know, having a proud moment for myself. I saw Katie Heron wearing army pants and flip-flops, so I bought army pants and flip-flops. Y'all know what that jingle means. It is time for my weekly favorite this week. I think my favorite this week is going to have to be my fireplace. Now, this was an impulse purchase last year after the holidays when it was still cold and dreary and our old apartment had a fireplace built in. It was gas or electric I think it was gas um and I really missed it and so when we got to this place we moved in here in the beginning of February and I really just missed having a fireplace and so I was looking online and I saw that Home Depot had some for not that expensive and they looked really nice and I am telling you I am moving this thing wherever we move, even if that is to Florida. I just think even with, it does kick out heat, which is phenomenal in these cold, dreary, dark times. But even just like having the fireplace on if I don't have the heat component on is so cozy. And yes, obviously the holiday season makes it even cozier, but that has been my favorite. The nights, I've just been weirdly anxious these last couple of days. And I think it's because of, you know, all the changes happening in our life. But I... Something that's brought me so much peace and joy is literally turning on the fireplace and just like snuggling up on the couch with the pets if Sean's at work and not home. Um, I've obviously found that I'm a little bit more apt to be anxious in those cases. So I just turn on the fireplace and it has made everything just that much cozier. And I'm just a huge fan of that. So I'll try to find the link of the exact one we have. But honestly, any fireplace ours is electric but it does kick out heat so it's like a heater and I'm obsessed with it it also has storage and stuff but best impulse purchase that I made I do not regret it at all what is the 411 
What has everybody been up to? What is the hot gossip? So this week's hot gossip topic of the week is actually an unpopular opinion. I want to know what your unpopular opinion is. So the reason I brought this up is because I was in that virtual social for an interview today and that was the icebreaker was after you introduce yourself and say where you're from, they asked what is something you hate that other people love or what is an unpopular opinion that you have? So I want to know what unpopular opinions you guys have. Maybe if this is like a hit, we can do a whole episode on it. But I answered in the social today that I prefer cereal dry. I don't like milk. And also I just think it has better flavor and texture when it's dry and crunchy instead of soggy and sitting in milk. That just grosses me out. But I know that I'm weird by eating dry cereal. I do eat it with a spoon in a bowl still, but just with no milk. So tell me an unpopular opinion that you have and let's chat about this because I think this could be a really fun discussion point over on our Instagram. Speaking of our Instagram, if you guys follow us over at at going podcast on Instagram, you saw that we posted an advice column to anonymously submit any questions that you have or things you need advice on. And that is what this week's episode is today. Also, look at that, you guys. I did the entire intro in under nine minutes. Granted, it's a lot easier to do when it's just me. See, so like the 20 minute intros with both of us, it's tough because we both have to talk the same amount, you know, and tell you about our weeks. But we're working on it. That is feedback that we, like I said in last week's episode, really are working on for the episode. But why don't we jump in to your advice? We had a ton of submissions. Um, 95 people need advice on something. So we will not be getting to all of these in this episode. However, we can definitely do a part two. We love doing these advice column episodes, mainly because like obviously we are not experts. I will start off by saying that, especially me. I am not an expert, but I think it's just nice to chat with people like about your issues and talk through it and just get another perspective. I know when I'm going through something, even the people close to me sometimes can have like biased points of view, but it's kind of nice to just chat about something that's on your mind with a stranger and have them read it to the internet and everyone listening to the podcast. (laughs) All right, kicking it off. The first one says, what can I do to help my mental health? And there was a couple other ones specifically talking about mental health when it gets dark outside and when the holidays come around. I do feel like as much as the holidays are a fun and exciting time, there are a lot of emotions that go with it and the darkness and the cold sort of exacerbate those. So... I actually asked that over on my own Instagram because I was wondering as well, like with it being dark earlier, a lot of people, including myself, are in just like a weird headspace. And a lot of my followers, which are probably you guys, reached out and said that they like to just embrace the coziness, put on the Christmas tree lights, watch a movie, relax, put on a fireplace, drink some tea. Um, Other people said to get a sunlight lamp if it's specifically the darkness that is causing you problems um, and really messing with your head. And I do know that there's like the Hatch Restore Sunrise lamp that I'm looking at potentially getting myself for Christmas. Um, But they also have like actual sunlight lamps and things like that that I was Googling the other day. Um, I'm a big proponent of getting out of your own head and doing things like reading. It For me, I love watching TV, but I often find myself still like in my own head and scrolling on my phone, whereas reading, I have to just be present in reading the pages or I'm not actually reading. So I find that that's a good way to get myself out of my own head and into like the character's mind in a way. 
And then last but not least, you guys know how I feel about therapy. Big fan. I go to therapy still to this day and have for years. I think it's a great way to work on your mental health and there's no shame in it whatsoever. Like I said, talking to somebody who's non-biased, who may have good coping mechanisms for different stressors and things that you're going through. Um, and just understanding why you're feeling that way, at least that helps me. So I am a big fan of that. Also recently working out has been really great for my mental health. It's something that I'm trying to do a little bit more, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I rambled all about mental health, but especially now I feel like it is a little bit more difficult to get a handle on the negative thoughts and just different things going through our heads. So next little topic to jump into this one says, I feel like I'm the second option with all my friends. Me and one of my friends are super close and she comes home with me from college and knows my family. But once we're around other people, she sticks to the other people and doesn't really talk to me. I've tried talking to her, but she doesn't really listen to me. There's a couple other ones here about friendship struggles and there's somebody that wrote in saying that their friends have a group chat without them and like, how do you bring this up? I think this is so difficult and not something that is talked about enough. There is so much you know, I even on here, there's so many responses asking for relationship advice, but it's really tough to navigate relationships with friends too, especially as you get older and you become adults. It can be tough to sort of explain your feelings to other adults that you're friends with and sort of get your point across in like a mature way and have them understand. Because I feel like once you get to a certain age, it can be difficult to not just be like stuck in your ways and sort of put yourself into someone else's shoes. But as far as feeling like a second option, I would say really with any sort of friendship debacle and struggle is to just try to bring it up and don't bring it up. My therapist always says speak in I statements, not you statements, because people are more receptive to hearing things like I feel left out when this, this and this happens instead of you make me feel left out. You always have me as a second option. Like people as humans get very defensive very easily and if you're leading it with you and blaming it's going to turn into a blame game where they're blaming you for something you're blaming them for something and this goes with relationships too but i've just learned to respond with i statements when you can it just softens the tone of the conversation but maybe just talking to her and saying listen i I'm just bummed because I'm feeling a little left out and I just wanted you to know that so that we could work on our friendship and maybe bring up to her because maybe she's not realizing she's doing it and if she is and nothing changes then unfortunately you know you can't change people ultimately it comes down to not being able to change other people and all you can do is focus on yourself and what makes you happy and how you feel after you hang out with others and if it gets to the point where you just don't feel great about your friendship then maybe just distancing yourself for a little bit um I don't unfortunately have a magic answer for that but you can't control anyone but yourself and you should come first so if you're not feeling that great about something you know friends grow apart there's seasons for everything relationships friendships and maybe it's you know takes you taking a step back for her to realize that she does value your friendship this next one cracks me up. It says, I'm way too nosy and suspicious for my proposal to be a surprise. How do I learn to literally ignore everything and become naive again? So I thought that I was like this, but I think I just was in such of a mindset. Well, first of all, I did want it to be a surprise in a way, but also I was so not expecting it timeline-wise for like another year. But I think 
just focusing on things that are happening right now because also you don't want to look back and like wish your life away and you know miss out on moments that are happening right now so just try to focus on other things and live your life in the moment and I mean that's the best advice I can give it's funny that she says become naive again but like try not to look for clues as hard as that could be don't dig and ask questions and really just focus on other things and live your life and when it happens you can be at least a little bit surprised I would say but I just thought this question was super funny this next one is so relatable and I have been there I feel like I've talked about it on here and on YouTube this one says I'm in my second year in college and every day is starting to feel the same I wake up go to class come back do homework and occasionally go out with friends what do you recommend I do to make my days not feel the exact same and add some spice into my life? I try to do little things each day that make me happy, but I still feel like I'm in a funk from repeating the same day over and over. Retweet. Like, I have been in so many of these funks where I just feel like every day is the same and I'm like running on a hamster wheel and I'm not getting anywhere. But things that have really helped me are trying new things. I find that like, a lot of times when I'm in this mindset of doing the same thing every day, it's because I kind of am choosing to do the same thing every day sometimes. And I know with school, it's super hard because you are in a set routine. A lot of it you can't control. But even if it's like trying a new coffee shop or driving, I'm guilty of just doing what's convenient because I'm a homebody and I love just like hanging out at home. But the other day, Sean and I just drove around and took outfit photos, but we tried new coffee shops and we explored new neighborhoods and literally just drove around and walked around and it just made things feel so different. I don't know, like just doing spontaneous things and they say like being the main character of your life for so long, I would look at other people on social media maybe that lived in like New York City or Chicago or LA or Florida you know just like different areas and be like wow like I wish I could just like go on a walk to a coffee shop on the Lower East Side and you know go shopping in Soho and all this stuff but it's like those people are in a routine too because that's where their home is so it probably doesn't feel as exciting as it looks to an outsider so just realizing that and they say like becoming the main character of your own life Go on walks. Do things that you idolize in other people or that like you think would break you out of a rut in a way. So like I said, for me, trying a new coffee shop or driving downtown for dinner instead of going out to dinner somewhere near our house, putting on a new outfit, even things for me like I've been so bad with just wearing my hair in a ponytail or a bun, putting on blue light glasses, not wearing any makeup, wearing scrubs and a sweatshirt. And like, yes, I'm so comfortable and I'm like my best self in that sense. But I do get into a rut where I have all these new clothes and I don't wear any of them because in my head, they're not comfortable. But it's really like, I just am not getting ready. And I'm that's why I'm feeling so just like monotonous. And I don't know if this is the same for you, but especially in school, like I would just wear, you know, sweat outfits and go to class and then come back and do homework. And that was it. But I found the days where I like actually got ready and like looked nice for class or you know did different things with my friends like tried new restaurants you know walk around your campus or your town wherever you live drive around even listen to new music listen to a new podcast start a new show read a new book I don't know a lot of that I guess is just the theme of like doing new things when you can pick up a new hobby I've recently <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh and make fun of me but I recently have been wanting to like learn how to 
like knit or crochet like fuzzy blankets. I, I swear every day I become closer and closer to an elderly woman, but like just something fun, a new hobby. And I just think that that's something I could do while I watch TV to like keep my hands busy. And who doesn't want a freaking homemade soft blanket in the winter, right? Like gas me up on that and tell me I should definitely go pick up that hobby because the more I think about it, the more that sounds perfect. So I don't know. I hope that answered your question. Just make yourself the main character of your own life. Put on some good music. Go on a walk. I don't know. Just do something new and fun for you. Take a self-care day. Go get a massage, a facial, spray tan. I don't know. Just something out of the ordinary that you wouldn't normally do to break up the day today. A lot of breakup questions coming into the responses but this one in particular is specific and I liked it so I was going to answer how to gain your self-esteem back after a breakup this is really tough especially if it wasn't your choice to break up even if it was though it can be hard I think dating I don't know how old you are the person that wrote this in but dating can be very daunting and it may seem like you know the end of the world to start over with finding someone new and you know starting a relationship over but there's also so many exciting things about being single and getting to focus on yourself and I think the best way to get self-esteem back is to just realize that there's a lesson with your breakup and that the there's a reason that that person is not your person right now and I think just realizing how great you are and what you have to offer. Make a gratitude list. Make a self-love list of all the things that you love about yourself. And just really do things that make you happy. And realize that right after a breakup is the best time to focus on you and really become your absolute best self. Because they always say when you are your best self and you're not looking for a relationship, that's when it'll come into your life. There was a bunch of people writing in also about how to be okay with being single. And I think... All of this just comes back to really living life for you and doing things that you enjoy and becoming your best self. I feel like after a breakup and being single is the time where you figure out, you know, who you really are, who your best friends are, who's really there for you and what you enjoy doing aside from another person. You can really make every single decision for yourself without having to think about anyone else. And that's kind of a freeing feeling. And as far as gaining your self-esteem back, I think just realizing that no matter who comes in and out of your life, you have yourself and that's really awesome. You're never really alone, as cliche as that sounds. And because of that, like, you're you're freaking great. Like, no matter what someone says when you go through a breakup or anything like that, like, realize how special you are and what you have to offer and the right person will see that. And when you, like I said, are truly your best self, whether that's getting back into working out or, you know, going out and spending more time with friends, reading books, picking up a hobby, all of that, just like self-love, doing what you enjoy and making decisions for what's best for you, I think like your self-esteem will just come back. Once you get comfortable being alone and being with yourself, I feel like that's when confidence comes and really like allows you to feel comfortable just in your own skin and being by yourself and not needing another person and I think it all kind of goes hand in hand. This one says my parents separated over a year ago now but still don't get along. My siblings and I are always stuck in the middle since they won't even text each other. We're constantly passing messages back and forth or being complained to about the other any advice. First of all I'm sorry this is so hard. Gabby and I although we do have divorced parents we are lucky that they do 
get along and it's amicable and communicate. Um, but this just freaking sucks. So I feel for you. Uh, I just honestly, I'm so happy that you do have siblings at least to go through it with and that you're not alone. But either way, this can be really hard to navigate. It's so frustrating because like as a child and even now as like a young adult, not that I have my own kids yet, but I just feel like in my mind, it's like such a no brainer that you need to pull it together for your kids. And I know it's easier said than done because parents are ultimately just people too. And it can be tough. But I would say the only advice that I have is to really like get your siblings together and ask your parents to have like a sit down conversation. It can be separately if they can't be in the same room and just tell them how you're feeling. Like, listen, we like we understand that you guys are not getting along right now and that the best thing for you guys to do is to be separated. But you can't like, please stop communicating only through us. Please stop complaining about each other to us. Like ultimately, we're your kids. You're our parents. Like just have a serious, like mature adult conversation with them and see if that fixes anything. It just, you know, be you could even just say like, listen, I, like you guys are the parents you chose to have us we didn't choose to be around like please just sort of have a conversation with them honestly and then the only other advice I have is to talk to maybe other relatives if you have grandparents or aunts and uncles or anyone that can be sort of around and get through to them and help but it's honestly so so tough navigating divorced parents and just family drama in general but lean on your siblings for help and also just like bond with them over this because you guys are going through it together and as crappy as it is you do have each other the next one says i've liked this guy for a little over a year now and all of my friends know however over the summer we got closer with another girl that has joined our friend group and she's become one of my best friends and I just found out the other night when we were hanging out that she is into the same guy and she accidentally showed me his name on Snapchat and the rest of the night I had to act like nothing was wrong because she doesn't know that I'm into him too. The thing is I don't want to tell her because I really value our friendship and I don't want anything to be ruined over a boy but it's obvious that he likes her too. If they start dating it could be really awkward for me and I don't know what to do. So I would say first I think if you are good enough friends like just bring it up and say hey in the past, like, I've had feelings for this guy and, you know, they're not completely gone. Like, are you into him? If so, like, is he into you? And if that's the case, like, that's fine. I just, I think you should be upfront with her so that she knows how you feel so that she doesn't inadvertently sort of, like, shove it in your face without knowing. I think if she knew, she would sort of take that into account. And as far as him, if he is into her, unfortunately, there is nothing you can do. Like I said, you can't control other people. I would just say, Focus on you and the friendship that you value clearly with your friend. And if he's into her, not you, then he's not the person for you anyways. And there's someone else better out there. So I would just say, as tough as it is, try to move on. But I would say first and foremost, like be very open with your friend because if they're your true friend, like they'll be okay having the conversation with you. And I think that she should know before she sort of starts dating this guy so that it doesn't become more awkward between you two. This next question says, recently engaged as well, but we also want to have a long engagement and I don't want to be married until October of 2023. When is it appropriate to start planning? I feel like I'm behind, but starting too soon at the same time. So, you know, I, if you watched my engagement Q&A with Sean on my YouTube channel, I don't even really know when the quote unquote best time to start planning is. I do know that you should probably give yourself time to get everything 
situated for a wedding because it does take a really long time I would say maybe start just writing down like what you guys want in a wedding and sort of like the bare bones basics because then once you know you can kind of figure out what the timeline needs to be for example if you're eloping or doing a small destination wedding you know you may not have to plan as far in advance as a popular wedding venue that books out years ahead and you know a 300 person wedding with florals and food and all of that I would say sort of get an idea of what you want and how big and where and then that sort of will dictate your timeline um it seems like you know when so I would just say maybe figure out like where and how big and then I don't know Google is a great resource. Ask around. But I would say that those things I'm finding out, like the venue and the size, tend to be like deciding factors on how long the wedding planning process should and could take. So I would just base it off of that, I guess. Maybe talk to a wedding planner. I don't know how soon you should reach out to a wedding planner if you plan on having one but I don't know that's just my advice from somebody who's also never planned a wedding and hasn't really started this next topic someone said how to not be jealous of friends when they get what you wanted I think this is so 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 tough and I am one to compare myself not so much like physically to others but like success wise if I see someone working towards a common goal and they reach it and I don't like I can get really down on myself and you know it's easy to look at someone and say well they don't deserve that or I deserve that more or whatnot but I think I forget I think I was listening to the what we said podcast with JC and Chelsea but they were saying that they found out from I think a book or another podcast like just thinking about the fact that you're not ready to truly have something until you're okay being happy with someone else having it first So just sort of taking a step back and saying like why am I not happy for that person and why am I feeling jealous and sort of taking that as motivation and not envy or jealousy or a negative emotion but it's tough especially when it's your friends and they're close to you and you can sort of see that thing that you want right in front of your face. It's very difficult and I understand that and I would say just focusing on what you have and being grateful uh they say that when you're feeling grateful no other emotion can sort of take precedent of that over your like if you're feeling truly grateful so make a gratitude list figure out here's the thing everyone's jealous of someone else for something even the most beautiful people the smartest the richest the most successful there's always someone that they're going to be jealous of so just remembering that and remembering that like that person that you're jealous of is probably jealous of you for a different reason And I think just sort of like putting it into perspective that way is definitely something that can help, I guess, if that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. That's the best I got for that. I hope that was somewhat helpful. This question I love because I feel like it's something that when I read it, I was like, wow, this is so relatable, but it's not something I often hear people talk about. And it says, best way to save money without feeling like you're missing out on fun things. I think this is so, so, so important, especially because so many social events and outings go, you know, hand in hand with spending money, going out to dinner, getting drinks, going on trips, going to concerts. There's so many things that revolve around money. And I know on months where I'm really trying to save money, going out to dinner with a group of friends seems like more stressful than anything. Um, I would say one, being honest with your friends and just saying like, hey, like I'd love to hang out and like do fun things but right now I'm just trying to save on money and 
like there are so many fun free alternatives or even more affordable alternatives to things like you could ask them to come over for a movie night or you know I don't know where you live so I don't know what the weather's like but hanging out in ways that don't require money even having a dinner where you guys all contribute and make dinner versus going out and spending money can be a lot cheaper I know that that's something I've done in the past where you know not everybody is in the same financial situation at the same time and it's tough because there's people that you know maybe spending money that they don't have or willing to splurge on things like going out and getting drinks or going to a fancy dinner or going on trips and in that moment you know just sort of getting your priorities in check and realizing what is important to you and what you think is worth spending money on and what's not and sort of budget in other ways you know like I know some people that you know they're a way to their happiness is getting coffee a couple times a week or every day from Starbucks instead of making it at home and that brings them joy and cutting that out seems like it would cause more harm than good um so maybe just figuring out what your priorities are and allowing yourself to you know treat yourself by doing social things but also setting a budget I recently downloaded a free budget excel sheet where like every Friday I go in and put what I'm spending versus what I'm making and like in different categories of like eating out groceries gas and transportation um you know just spending money things like that and bills and just seeing sort of like where my finances lie because I feel like unless you keep track of that it's really easy to sort of like spend more than you realize and not realize where your money is going so I don't know just another idea getting an excel sheet to easily budget and like once a week or once once a month putting in your finances and just sort of see where your money's going and where you can cut back on spending this next one says how do you create better boundaries with controlling parents my parents don't approve of what I want to major in next year in college this is tough especially if they're funding your education or your housing or something if they're contributing monetarily it may seem like you can't have that conversation with them because they have that sort of hold on you but I think again just sitting them down and having a mature conversation and giving the reasons of why you want to major in this and just doing your research and showing them that you're very serious about it I think you know sometimes it's easy for parents to have an idea of what's best for you and they may not know sort of where your head lies with it and I think just blindly going along with what they want is also not the right answer because you're going to end up resenting them and also being unhappy in the field that you're going into so I think like really doing your research on what you want to major and maybe the possible careers that could come out of it talking to people in those fields and just sort of presenting it to them and saying you know the reasons why you want to do this and that you've really thought about it and showing them that you're mature to make that decision and yeah just explaining yourself and having a conversation I know that can be tough and scary and at that point if they don't listen um I think just eventually they're gonna realize that you are getting older and you can sort of make your own decisions and it's gonna be tough adjusting but I would say the first step is just having a conversation with them how to know when it's time to call it on a relationship or friendship and it says love your channels by the way thank you um I would say when you've like really brought up your concerns at least once maybe twice or three times in a sort of calm way and if nothing gets resolved and it makes you feel ultimately if it makes you feel unhappy and you don't feel good about it and you have a gut instinct then I think it's time to 
you know, step away and distance yourself. And it's not to say that it's a permanent thing, but I think sometimes it's easier to think like, oh, I'll just stay in this friendship or this relationship because it's easier than the alternative of having hard conversations. But really, I think you end up hurting yourself more, especially if you haven't brought it up, then the other person may not even know what's on your mind. So I would say have a conversation with them, bring it up. And at that point, if it seems like nothing is changing and you've you know, voiced your concerns or opinions on stuff, then I would say start distancing yourself and see if anything comes of that. And then if not, just know that it wasn't meant to be. Guys, podcasting alone is hard. (laughs) I literally feel like I have just been babbling to myself in a silent room for the last 30 minutes. Like, I hope you guys are enjoying this by myself. But thank you so much for writing in so many great responses for this episode because without that I would really just be sitting here babbling okay we'll do a few more um this one says I'm spending too much time with my boyfriend and my friends don't like that but my schedule is so busy that I only see him twice a week and that's the only free time I have so I don't know what to do I obviously can't tell based on this how old you are and sort of like what stage of life you're in but I think this is something that everyone goes through at one point or another with a relationship especially in the beginning of a new relationship it seems like you just want to spend 24 7 with them and can cause some sort of disagreements between friendships and things like that but just I don't know I would say try to make some time for your friends and I know that that's tough but even just finding things that maybe you can all do together and just sort of reminding them like that you value them and doing little things to remind them that you care even though you may be spending more time with your boyfriend um but I would say just I don't know it's tough things will probably just even itself out on its own as the relationship goes and you know you get older and things like that but I do think it's hard when you get into a relationship to keep your friendships sort of going because I think you know, when you're single, it's so much easier to put all of your time and energy into yourself and your friends. And once you be, you know, get into a relationship, my be- my two best friends from college and just sort of best friends in general, but we are all in relationships and live in different cities. And we just sort of realize we have to make it a priority to have active communication with each other throughout the week and, you know, phone calls and visits and things like that. And sort of ask each other how everything is going and take that time out of your day to ask and check in on your friends and that's something that we've realized but it took time to figure that out you know our senior year of college we were all single we were all in the same town we were hanging out 24 7 and just so much changed but it doesn't really mean that our friendship is any less strong we just are all doing different things but I think it took us a while to sort of get into that like realization that we have to actively reach out and ask about our friends days and how everything's going and make plans to visit each other and things like that so I would just say just sort of to play devil's advocate to see both sides where they're coming from as well just try to reach out when you can remind them that you're there for them as well and also just try to find time to do everything it's hard I mean especially when you're really busy and you can only see your significant other once or twice a week Um, it can seem like that's not enough but even maybe on the days where you can't see your friends or your significant other just like reach out there's always text FaceTime call that's a nice thing about you know technology these days is there are other options to keep in touch with people than just like hanging out okay 
This one says, I like this boy, but he has a girlfriend and the girlfriend is always on my story on Instagram and she does not know me. First of all, if this boy has a girlfriend, I don't want to be this person, but I'm going to be this person. Don't pursue him. He's in a relationship and, you know, if down the line he's single, then that's fine. But there's probably a reason she's on your story on Instagram checking things out because she probably is suspicious of you and... I don't blame her. I don't want to be that person, but just put yourself in her shoes and there's plenty of single fish in the sea. I will leave it at that. <laughs> this one says, my roommate is overstepping boundaries with my boyfriends. We do long distance, so we've only, they've only met once. However, she Snapchats him frequently, even though she's left undelivered. For example, he's coming to visit in the next week and she wrote in, wrote it in our community calendar. After she wrote it, she snapped my boyfriend a picture of it. He said he wasn't coming until the following day and she got angry. I told her that even though he doesn't have class that day, he still does school so he can't come. She responded by saying, I'll make him come. And she also randomly asked me if I thought I didn't deserve him the other day. I'm just getting weird vibes from her and I would love to hear some other takes and advice on what to do now. Also, I do just want to note that I did explain my feelings to my boyfriend and he respects that I don't feel comfortable. She's the one continuing to Snapchat him when he doesn't respond. So I do think you're okay to feel weird. Like your gut feeling is usually right and this is odd of your roommate. Um, I would say bring it up to her and just say like, listen, I'm a little uncomfortable. Like, you know, he is my boyfriend and I want us all to hang out and get along, but like sometimes it's a bit much or even having your boyfriend do it. I know that seems like kind of a cop out, but she may listen more coming from him instead of coming from you. And if he really is not answering her and respecting what you're saying, eventually I feel like she'll get the hint. Um, I don't know. At least I would hope she would, but I would bring it up to her directly. Then that way, if something comes up again, you can say like, listen, you told her directly you tried and she still isn't listening. And then if that doesn't work, maybe have your boyfriend say something to her. Like, listen, this isn't cool because obviously she's not getting the hint with him just ignoring her. But if you just wanted like more advice on if you feel like it's okay to feel like that, 100%, I do think what she's doing is weird personally. Um, and maybe she just doesn't, maybe she just doesn't realize it's weird. So bring it up to her first. And if that doesn't work, then I would have your boyfriend say something and see if that helps. The next one says, everyone I know loves my boyfriend except for my parents who absolutely hate him and don't want anything to do with him. I would say ask your parents why. Um, maybe they have a reason of something you're not seeing. Again, a conversation and ask them sort of what it is and maybe they just need to get to know him better. And maybe talk to the, like, talk to the other people that know him well and see maybe what they think about the situation. But I would say, have you asked your parents why that's the case? I feel like they should be able to give you an answer on that. And maybe you can have a conversation about maybe why they're feeling a certain way. I wouldn't involve your boyfriend in the conversation, though. I would say keep it between you and your family because one, that will make him feel weird. And two, I think they're more likely to be honest with you if it's just you and them. So I would say ask and then maybe ask others who do like your boyfriend maybe to have a conversation with them and just sort of if they're close like siblings friends I don't know exactly who you're referring to when you say everybody else loves him but I would say ask them why they're apprehensive about it and then talk to others and sort of gauge you know where the miscommunication may be and misunderstanding of him 
but I would first maybe just have a conversation with your parents and sort of figure out why they are feeling that way and if it's something that you're missing and maybe they're seeing something that you don't. All right, this submission says, advice on making friends in grad school. I just started PA school and it's been tough. I like to study alone and I'm very independent. Love y'all. Love you too. And I totally, totally feel this. I am a very independent studier. I can't really study with others until I have like fully mastered a lot of it on my own. I like to go through and quiz myself with other people, but not until like the day of or the day before when I really have a good grasp on it or else I get really stressed out. So I totally understand that. I would say especially in grad school in the medical field like PA school um, I can relate in that sense that it's hard because a lot of your free time is spent studying so it may seem like you can't hang out with people unless you're studying but maybe find time when you're not studying to grab drinks or coffee or you know even make friends maybe outside of PA school if that's what you're looking for like go to yoga classes or other workout classes and just sort of find common ground with people and spark a conversation but I guarantee you there's other people in your school that are feeling the same way grad school's tough it's not like undergrad where everyone's kind of up for making new friends and just like social and you can just like knock on people's dorm doors and like invite yourself in I feel like that's such a very normal thing at least in my undergrad whereas in grad school everybody's kind of living off campus on their own friend groups can sort of seem to form quickly and then like you can't make friends at that point but I would say give it time I know that at least in our class a lot of friend groups have sort of evolved in the last year or two with sort of making new friends and people sort of hanging out with different people and realizing that they have a lot in common with other people so just give it time but don't be afraid to reach out to grab coffee with someone or you know, even study separately. Sometimes in undergrad, like my friends that I was talking about earlier, they were all in engineering, but we would still all study in the same like study room in the library, just independently with headphones. But it's just nice to like have people to bounce ideas off of and questions if you have them or things like that. But yeah, that's my advice on that. But I will say I totally feel you. It is hard to make friends in adult life, in grad school and jobs, all of that good stuff. All right, this is going to be the last one for today, but I have literally half of the questions to go, if not more. Um, so maybe we'll do a part two with Gab or she can do a part two on her own or we'll just keep doing these advice episodes if you guys want because I am enjoying them as well. This one says, me and my boyfriend are going through a quote unquote dry patch. We both still really love our relationship and each other, but we both have been feeling off. What can we do? Is Mercury in Gatorade? LOL. I don't think Mercury is in Gatorade right now, but I think this is totally normal and not talked about enough. I think long term relationships are always going to have dry patches or like boring stages or, you know, you just get comfortable. You get comfortable with each other. Um, you get comfortable in your day-to-day -day life and it may seem like that spark is gone. I would say some things that I've found really help sort of like keep the romance alive and things like that. Obviously, I'm no expert. I am 25 years old, but like there's definitely weeks where Sean and I go, you know, every single day doing the same routine and, you know, we come home, we eat dinner, we watch a movie, we go to bed and it just feels like we haven't had like a deep conversation or you know, true, true quality time, I would say don't forget about just like basic, simple date nights and little things you can do like writing notes to each other and just like keeping that romance part alive. Remember why 
you fell in love with each other and why you're together. I think like leaving little notes around the house or like whatever, find out what each other's love language is and really capitalize on that. But as far as getting out of a dry patch with intimacy, which is I'm assuming what you're referring to, um, you know, you can do things as small as going out to dinner or you know, going on a date of like trying something new. I don't know. They have like those paint and sip nights or even like escape rooms. I don't know. As stupid as it sounds, just like doing something different to sort of like get out of that routine. Um, I found like traveling and experiencing new things together can sort of bring back a spark. Um, and when you're traveling, like you're staying in new places, it's fun, it's exciting. Um, so aside from the pandemic, trying to travel again and being safe about that but even if it's not like traveling to a different country you can you know do a little road trip or go on a hike somewhere just like experience new things and I think that the excitement in day-to-day activity brings excitement in your relationship as well if that makes sense I don't know if I'm making any sense but that would be my recommendation and I think focusing on working on you know why you're feeling off as individuals will help your relationship there's totally been times where I'm in a personal slump and I see that it's affecting my relationship because I'm unhappy just with myself and my day-to-day you know things in that sense so work on yourselves individually and I think that that'll help your relationship as well get out of a rut all right you guys I think I'm gonna wrap up that episode here again thank you so much for submitting all of those predicaments that you need advice on I hope my advice wasn't too too terrible but I enjoy it feels like I'm just like chatting with you guys I feel like this solo episode really humbled me in the sense of podcasting because it is really tough to talk for an hour by yourself um but I hope you enjoyed this and it wasn't too monotonous. I really had a good time. Let me know if you want a part two to this episode or even just more solo episodes from either of us. We're always willing to do that. Although we do love podcasting with each other, of course, which is why we started this. So if you're not already, go ahead and follow the podcast Instagram so that you can participate in our next episode at Outgoing Podcast on Instagram. We're super active on there and that's where we also chat about the topic of the week. And I think this one's going to be a good one with the unpopular opinion. So join in on the conversation over there and I will see you guys next Monday on Outgoing Without Going Out. Bye guys. Have a good week. <laughs>